This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 173, recorded on June 26th, 2014. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all your favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home, news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. And for whatever reason, in the last two minutes, I can't talk anymore. But uh, we post the show notes, uh, world-class show notes, we say, out at the AverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can contact the show, send me an email, uh, Jim at the average guy You can track me down on Twitter at Jay Collison. Or now you can call in those questions to our Google Voice number 402-478-8450. Again, if you're driving, don't take that down, but come back and listen to it. 402-478-8450. Call in those questions, and if it's uh, if it's appropriate, we'll play it. And you can crank call us if you want, but we'll play it right here on the program. And now Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. And Dave, if you're listening, Dave McCabe, if you're listening to this, go out and change that front page of the Geeks Network. You can find this show and many other great podcasts at thegeeksnetwork.com. Join us in chat, watch live on YouTube, Spreaker, Mixler, and find all the navigation over at theaverageguy.tv. All right, I want to get right to it because we have Amber Gott with us this evening from LastPass. Amber, great to have you back on the program. Thanks so much, Jim. It's great to be back. Yeah, let's catch up with you a little bit. I've got I'll I'll tell the regulars who listen, I got a bunch of announcements. We're gonna throw those at the very end, including a brand new site that we just launched last weekend. And so hang tight if you're if you're a regular listener on the podcast, stay till the very end. I got a bunch of stuff that we want to cover there. Um, but Amber, we want to catch up with you a little bit. You uh, you might now hold the record of the longest running uh, company that will put their rep on you know, we've we've done it three times now here. Yep. On, uh, on Home Gadget Geeks. Thank you again for coming out, always being willing to be a part of what we do. But uh, let's catch up with you a little bit. We see from behind the scenes, things have changed a little bit for you. What's going on there at LastPass? They have. We moved into a new space about a month ago. So you can see behind me um, are what we call our call booths. Um, they are just glass-enclosed glass spaces where you can jump in for a quick meeting or take a quick call. Um, but they, uh, the walls have also been painted red. So, you know, red is our last pass color. Um, and so we've used it a lot in our new space. We've personalized it, you know, for our brand. Um, it's still a work in progress, but it's been a really great, um, you know, breath of fresh air for our team. And and it's been a really, you know, fun place for us to, um, you know, build the team out from here. Now, you know, you're out there on the East Coast, and uh, real estate's not cheap out there. Did you move far, or was it a better location, better for you, easier to get to, those kinds of things? Actually, we were in the same building, and, you know, we really lucked out. We're in a great area of uh, Fairfax, Virginia. You know, for those of you that are familiar with Northern Virginia, we're in a great area that recently has a completely new commercial district um, that was built up right next door. So we, uh, Custom Inc, if you've heard of the t-shirt company Custom Inc, um, they're based out here, 
they actually just moved into our neighborhood as well. So it's a great area, a really strong technology corridor here, you know, a lot of great tech companies. So um, it's it's been a fun area for us to be in. So we didn't move very far, just into a space that kind of fit our needs a little bit better at this time. Well, that's kind of handy that you don't have to like move across town or <laughs> yeah, worst area of town or a better area where there's more traffic. It just seems like there's traffic everywhere on the East Coast. There. How far are you from the D.C. area? Then I think I'm sure I've asked this before, but how far are you from D.C.? So we're about 20 minutes from the city proper, um, okay. and you know we're metro accessible. So we're in a really great area, but we're a little bit outside of the uh, you know the hub of D.C. Very cool. Of course, Gallup, where I work, has an office there in D.C. I'm trying to jones my way out for a trip out there in the, in the fall. I'll have to swing by the new offices and see if I, if I get out there. Great. You guys give tours? Could I just pop in and say, hey, Jim from, from Home Gadget Geeks at TheAverageGuy.tv, and you let me? I'd be happy to. I, I, yeah. would, be, I would be awesome. Go off our great neighborhood. Yep, we'd be happy to. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate, and I'll pick up that T-shirt from you when I when I come by yeah. to uh, to do that. So I think at cool. this point we definitely owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I wore red, although I wore this tonight. You know, so I got a Husker shirt on for the for Nebraska. We are red. We're a whole state of red, and I didn't even think about the branding <laughs> tonight. Yeah. It seemed to work out pretty well. Hey, yep. lots has gone on with you guys here in the last. I think we had you on a couple months ago, and and uh, you're you know, of course, like I said, you're always willing to come on uh, and, and catch us up on this. You know, password security super important and been in the news, and of course with Heartbleed, right? When that happened, it had to just kind of rock things there at LastPass. Now, not in a bad way, right? But in a good way. So, tell me a little bit about you know back up a little bit uh, as this thing kind of news kind of broke. What does that kind of thing do for an organization like yours? Yeah, so news of Heartbleed broke, uh, I think, in the second week of April, April 9th, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and yeah, that, that wasn't too long after we had last talked. And it was a pretty busy, crazy few days around here because, you know, this is our industry. This is our area of security and technology. And I think most important for our team, actually, was just, communicating with our users immediately about how this affected LastPass and their accounts and their data. You know, that's most important to us is 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 communicating with them, addressing their concerns, making sure that, that they understand what happens and how, you know, at least their use of LastPass, you know, affects them. Because a lot of our users are very concerned with privacy, data security. They're concerned with their online privacy. Um, so anyway, the first, you know, 48 hours was, very much focused on, you know, getting the word out there to those users and, and being clear in our communications. And that worked very well in our favor. A lot of, um, you know, sort of the positive side effect of that was that some outlets pointed to us as an example of what to do in a situation like this. So it was great to see that positive response, um, both from our users and from sort of the tech community. But then on top of that, you know, an issue of this scale where two-thirds of the internet has been affected and for years people thought that they were securely transmitting their data online and suddenly found out that maybe they weren't. Um, that's huge. And where do you even begin to, you know, put that into perspective? How do you even quantify what that is? Um, so I think 
immediately people were scrambling, you know, just your average consumer was scrambling to try to figure out what do I do, what tools are out there to help me with this. I don't even know where I have online accounts, so how, how do I know where I'm supposed to be even going to change my passwords? How do I change all my passwords? Um, where are all my passwords? So, you know, people are struggling with all these things, and, and this is what we started seeing, you know, on social media. We started seeing it being discussed in the news, and the great thing was uh, password managers were thrown out there very early on by tech experts. And LastPass, um, you know, we have done a really good job of building up our brand and our product in the last few years. So we were also top of mind as these conversations were going on. So actually, it ended up being a really good situation for us because on the one hand, we handled it well for our users. And then on the other hand, um, you know, here we are uh, being sort of offered as a solution. And I don't know if, if you uh, saw it yourself, but we built a Heartbleed Checker tool. Um, so within you know the first few days of, of hearing this news, we thought, okay, we, we also want to educate our users on what this is and what they can do. Um, you know, we want to build something into LastPass that's actually going to make it easier for our users to understand what's going on and how they should respond. So we did LastPass.com/heartbleed, which was our public checker tool, and then we built that into our security challenge. So I think we had talked about before the security challenge or the security check is a tool built into LastPass. And you know when you start adding your sites and then you run the security check, we're we're checking the strength of your passwords and telling you, you know what, you've got a lot of weak ones, you've got a lot of duplicate ones, we give you a score, you know, rated from 1 to 100, and that kind of gives you a snapshot of where you're at with your security. Well, the great thing was, when we built in the Heartbleed Checker, on top of telling you, okay, here's where your security at is at, we started telling you, here's the status of some of your sites, here's the ones that were affected by Heartbleed, it's now safe for you to go update your passwords at those sites. Um, so we really tried to make it clear for our users, here's how you've been affected, here's what action you should take, and, and you know, please go do it now, use LastPass to generate a new password. So there were all these sort of, you know, aspects of, of that situation, of, of the heartbleed situation. Um, it, it was a really, you know, it was a great experience for us. Ultimately, in the end, you know, it's terrible that it happened. It's, it's terrible that, and, you know, there was another series of open SSL issues that just came out, and then, you know, a couple weeks ago. So it's unfortunate that a lot of these things are happening, but it does put security top of mind for people. They discover tools like LastPass. It's a great opportunity for us to just continue, you know, the security education. Amber, is the checker tool still up and running? Is that something you're kind of just going to leave up for a while so folks can continue to check their the the services they have? And and for for people who don't know, it automatically so if you have a if you have saved a, a site and a password into your vault, and uh, it automatically will check that site to see if it had a vulnerability and if it's been updated since then. And I did see some sites flip back and forth during the early days of that, where I was like, they're okay. No, they're not. They're okay. No, they're not. So is the site still up, and uh, and how committed are you guys to keeping that up for a while? Yeah, it's still up. You know, we're still updating it as, you know, in the early, early, early days, we relied a lot just on public announcements of what companies have done. You know, did they take action? Did they not take action? Um, there were some automated checks that we could perform against servers to try to understand, you know, could they have been affected? Have they updated? So it was kind of a combination of those things, and that's why there were a lot of changes going on within that first week. And since then, you know, it continues to run in the security check tool. So any existing LastPass user can just go to 
Um, they can log into LastPass, click the LastPass icon in the browser, you know, and then in the tools menu, um, they can launch the security check. You know, that's still there. It's still built in. We continue to update it. And then the public tool, LastPass.com slash Heartbleed, is also still available, you know, and that the, the data is the same as it is built into our security check. So, yeah, yeah so we're, we're still updating it, and we, we plan to, you know, continue to, um, just because, you know, like, like we were saying, um, there are still open SSL issues, you know, that have just been discovered recently. Uh, a lot of sites have not fixed their vulnerabilities yet, so this is still an important message, you know, to be shared. So to make sure I got it right, so the Heartbleed Checker, uh, which uh, which updates sites that you might have saved or you might you have information on, that's lastpass.com slash heartbleed. And then the Security Checker is the one that checks your individual passwords. So that's right. That's the one that gives you the... Hey, it's not. It's weak. It's not long enough. Uh, you have similar. You have the same. This is where I. This is where I was in trouble. Is it let me know? Oh, you have like 15 passwords that are all the same. You know, at yeah. these sites, and it tells you. That's this the beauty of it, right? Um, if we go back in time, the last time you and I chatted, and if, if you if you're listening and you want to go back to the last time we had Amber on, just go to theaverageguy.tv in the search bar. I should say the new and newly designed. We have new, the, the average guy.tv is also in a new space, Amber. So we're sporting a brand new image as well. But go out to the average guy.tv. In the search bar, just type in LastPass and you'll see every time, the last couple times, and a few articles that we've written about LastPass here. But um, the last time you and I talked, uh, I had, you know, I'd had John twice. Uh, it was the second time at that point. And I was feeling guilty because I still hadn't really, you know, my problem was his work had kind of. They weren't blocking me, but it just wasn't really easy to get that plugin installed. And so I'd have to go and sign in and grab the password if I needed it. And it just wasn't as convenient. Well, since then, that policy's changed. Or in Chrome, it works now without having to have the right, you know, it's like a, more of like a plugin in Chrome than an install. And so it started working. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then Heartbleed came along. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm fixing this now. And that, you're right. It was right after we talked the last time. So I sat down over a weekend on a Saturday, and I started with what I had. So I ran the security checker, and started seeing what I, you know, what, um, which ones were similar and what didn't, what, which ones were weak, and, and I literally just went through every single one and fixed them until I got to zero, right? And that was probably thirty, let's say thirty or forty sites. Probably took me a couple hours to work through it all, right? You check it, you go to the site, you update it, you do some other stuff just to kind of make it all work and double check it. But you said something earlier, which I think is even more important, is you don't know sites that you, you know, you don't know what you have signed up for and you never got it in the, you know, got it in the vault. And so I've kind of left the vault open and on, in, installed in my Chrome browser, and every time I come to a new site, it says, hey, do you want to save this, right? And so then I just save it into the vault, uh, set it up, set it in the vault, and now I have a whole new list of passwords that are the same, you know, that I've got to go back <laughs> through. I think this weekend I'll probably spend some time going back through. That, that's the bad news. The good news is at least I know, you know, I know that, uh, that these passwords are the same. I need to go in and fix them. Now, you know, I fixed my banking right away. I mean, that with Heartbleed, right, that was the very first thing I fixed was, was, yeah. was the, the banking ones just to make sure... And I used your, your password generator to just, I said, I wanted this complexity, just generate it for me. Then I'd go back over to that site, change my password with the new one. and, and Or 
just go to the site, change the password, and let it generate the new password for me right on the site. That's another way, another easy way to get that done. So just for the, the listeners who have gone on this journey with me, uh, full disclosure, uh, to them, you know, I've I have uh, have gotten things fixed, and I've used that that so that security checker is awesome, and that Heartbleed checker as well. Did you guys have any systems where you uh, did you have any systems that relied on that OpenSSL and and that you had to you had to quickly get the certificates taken care of on? Yes. Yeah, so um, you know, for anyone who was a LastPass user, they may have seen our blog post about it. You know, we were using uh, the affected version of OpenSSL. The difference with LastPass, and and I know this can be, you know, it, it's it gets technical, but the difference with LastPass is that we don't rely just on OpenSSL. We didn't rely just on an SSL connection to you know, encrypt user data. There's a lot of encryption taking place locally on the user's device before anything is ever, you know, hitting the internet, being sent over, you know, to LastPass. So the difference with us is that everything critical to the encryption of a user's account is happening before it's being transmitted. So yes, we were affected um, by the bug. You know, we patched our servers immediately. We updated our servers. You know, we, we um, the software on our servers. You know, we took all the um, recommended actions, um, reissued our certificates, and and you know, we did that within hours of the news breaking. And then our focus was on getting that news out to our users and making sure that they understood that you know their data was safe. Um, because of our security model. And do you guys are are you is your hardware on premise or do you guys is it off site somewhere secure in a secure location like you know yeah you, you, you gotta have a letter from the president to get into or something like that? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. That would be pretty cool. But um <laughs> it is in a secure data center uh, off site, yeah. And uh, and so well, let, let's walk through real quick because even though we've talked about this each time, I, I like to I get new listeners all the time, and this is the average guy, you know, uh, network, and so we like to kind of talk to the average tech guy in here who may not know all the necessarily ins and out. In in the time that between the last time we talked and now, uh, we've actually started a, a big data and cybersecurity podcast. That's all we focus on. It's called Cyber Frontiers, and the Christian Johnson, one of the the um, uh, hosts of this show has moved over to that one. He's a cybersecurity a student at the University of Maryland in the ACES program there, not far from you uh, there at the okay, University yeah. of Maryland. And so we've uh, we've taken most of that geeky, hardcore security talk and we've moved it over to Cyber Frontiers. But well, I think one of the biggest questions, Amber, that most people have on that, and I guess I've actually been a little confused in the past about it, is so... Am I transmitting my? Am I giving my password to you, right? When I create new passwords, because people say to me all the time, when this Heartbleed came up, I said, yeah, you should be using something like LastPass. I've said that like a million times over the last couple of weeks uh, to people, and and they say, well, well, that just puts all my passwords in one place, and then they have them. What if they get hacked, or what if the NSA decides to take over? Um, you know, that's been another big issue, right? If the NSA decides to, to yeah. get my password. So do, do you have my password? I mean, is that on your server somewhere? Can you see what I'm setting up and how does that work? So, you know, and, and actually our CEO has done some really great interviews answering these questions. Um, so I definitely, you know, recommend people go check out some of the uh, write-ups that um, have been done about him just because he's, he's great at communicating these things. But um, 
essentially we never have your master password and your master password is a key component to the encryption, the unique encryption of your account. And so when you're setting up your account, uh, locally a whole bunch of really you know, complex cryptographic functions are running on your computer generated based off of, in part, the master password that you create with your account. And so what happens is after all those processes take place locally, then data is sent to LastPass but it's already encrypted. So essentially all we ever have is gobbledygook. So, you know, do we hold your data for you? Yes, but it's like giving us a steel box that you've already locked and then you're hanging on to the key and it's really, 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 really hard to get into that box. And even if you do, then it's gobbledygook. So there's layers there um, on our end, you know, with the, with the data that we receive. Um, so essentially it boils down to we don't have your master password so we can't decrypt the data that sits on our end. Yeah, so it gets encrypted locally, sends that off, right? It's always in a local, and I'm not even, are my passwords stored like in the clear locally here on my, so I have this plugin that, that I'm installing yep. and, and yep. is it, are browser. those passwords in there in the clear? I mean if someone hacked my browser would they be able to see those as well? No, so what's happening is, yes, there is there is a local cache stored of your data, but what's happening is that that's also encrypted locally. That's stored in an encrypted format locally. The event of you logging in locally, we're performing a check locally. And so when you log in and you enter the correct master password, it means all the pieces are lining up, and LastPass says everything that we're reading about what's happening right now is A-OK, -okay. this master password is correct, and everything then is decrypted. So it's only on that login event, only with the correct master password, and then of course with the correct multi-factor authentication if you're using that as a second, you know, second login step. Um, only on that event is your data decrypted and accessible locally. Yeah, and I've even got to put my password in again a second time. If I ever want to <laughs> see my password in the clear, it makes me put that password in one more time, right? To master password reprom. Yeah, 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 to decrypt it. And you know, it is a lot of password. I mean, it is a lot of typing at times, right? But I think in this era of security, you're just going to have to kind of get used to the idea. You're going to, you know, you need to get you need to memorize some string, a string of information that's not your name or some of those kinds of things. That uh, that becomes that master password, and so they are they're they're even hashed locally, right? I can't if someone were to hack in local here, they would need to know my username and password to be able even be able to see those. You mentioned two factor. I was just out on the site recently, and there's a whole bunch of ways to do two factor now. It it seems yeah. like did you add some? I mean, it seems like more than the last time I looked. And so let's yeah. quick let's quick <laughs> yeah let's because two factor. I was just it was funny because I before the show today, my wife Sarah was like uh, he, she had gotten a message from my nephew uh, and, and he was asking some, he's a security and army security guy and uh, he, he was asking something about passwords and she said oh you know so she was asking me the question I said oh actually we're gonna have Amber from LastPass on tonight you should listen and his concern that was one of his concerns was that 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 those passwords were stored locally you know where they're just kinda in the clear in a plug-in so that's not the case one of the things we talk about all the time though is this two-factor authentication. So 
talk about the various two-factor options you have, which really secures it, right? So even if they did get it, they would have to have access to your phone, which hopefully you're securing in some way, right? Everybody should have a password on their phone, right? No one should just leave their phone. You shouldn't swipe it and get right in, right? Especially if you have passwords in there. But talk about the two-factor options you now have. Yeah, well, for you know, for for those who may not be familiar with two-factor authentication, it's essentially either uh, something you have, so it might be an app on your phone, it might be a physical, um, you know, um, security um, like an RSA key or a UB key, um, and then it might also be something you are. So a two-factor authentication can be, you know. Everyone's talking about biometrics now, so it can be your fingerprint, it can be your um, eye scan, um, your facial um, scan. You know, there, there's, there's, so these, there's these different types of, of multi-factor authentication, but essentially, or two-factor authentication. I essentially, what you're doing to say it, by the way. Sorry, I said two-factor. It should be multi. Yeah, either. <laughs> I think you know two-factor authentication is probably what um, you know most people say in in the media. Um, essentially, you're just adding another login step to your account, but what it's doing is in, it, it's sort of a, a double check that you are who you say you are. So that if for some reason someone had both your username and master password combination, you're making them perform another check and say, well, can you also provide me with you know this piece of data or this proof of who you are? So with LastPass, we support, we currently support 10 multi-factor options, which means that you have 10 completely different, you know, devices or services that you can use um, to add a second login step to LastPass. And some of those are free and some of those are part of our premium, you know, $12 per year service. So some of the more recent ones, actually there's been a lot of great development with two-factor apps, you know, for mobile. And so some of our more recent partners are Duo Security, and they're a location-based authentication app. So it actually communicates with the device. So my phone, you know, so if I have my phone here and I'm sitting next to my laptop, they're communicating with each other, and my phone is telling me, oh, you're near this device you're trying to log in. Is this correct? And I just tap yes. Um, there's another one, Twofer, which also does location-based um, authentication. They're one of our newer partners as well. And again, it's it's a push notification. When I try to log in, it comes through to my phone, and I just you know accept or deny. So there's a lot of great improvements there with usability, um, and that's why we've been adding more multi-factor options, just because there's been such great improvements in you know user friendliness, accessibility. Everyone has a smartphone, so why not give people the ability to use something they already have and that they already um, you know find convenient to add more security to their account? Um, I think for a lot of people, two-factor just sounds intimidating, or they they think it's clunky, or it's just going to get in the way, and so you know, providing services that people are already excited about and already want to use is is what we're all about. Um, so it's, it's been great to, you know, have recent partners um, that, that are really sort of exploring that edge of, of usability and accessibility. The first one that you mentioned where it's on your phone and if as long as you're in proximity, it's an app, right? As long as you're proximity. What's the name of that one again? So it was Duo, D-U-O, Security. Okay. I do see that. Okay. And then Twofer. T O O P H E R. There are two uh, newer partners. Um, there's also another one um, called Transact. T R A N S A K T. It's by a company called Intersect, 
and um, that's another mobile-based, you know, um, sort of uh, sort of a push notification uh, system as well. So, you know, those three I think are are great examples of of, of the work that's being done with um, you know with some of the latest technologies on mobile phones. You mentioned uh, the premium offering. I assume you guys are still twelve dollars a year if if you yep. want to take advantage of some of those. And I'm not. Um, I was logging in the other day. I was like, I wonder what my status is if I'm paid up. You know, those kinds of things. Where would I find that in the? How do I know what my status is in the? You know, in the dashboard here. So you know we're still working on integrating it with the vault itself. Um, oh, okay. But we have a sort of an account status page. So if you are logged in and then you go to lastpass.com/slash mymy.php. It's kind of a snapshot of your billing history and your notification settings and um, of course also your premium status. So um, you know eventually we're, we're looking to integrate that into the product so it's a little more intuitive <laughs> but uh, at this time that's that's where you can check your stats. Okay we'll get that fixed so you can separate a little <laughs> bit of my money from me <laughs> to give it to you to, to stay current on those. It's one of those things Summertime is always the best time. You know, it always seems like I buy those subscriptions at the end of the year, like mm -hmm. Christmas, and because you have it's winter, yeah. you have some extra time, and and then all, they all come due at the same time, and you're like, oh. So I've been trying to spread some of those subscription things <laughs> out into May, June, July. You mentioned everybody has a smartphone. Um, very common here in the United States. Uh, one of the guys Lopta in chat says he still uses a flip phone, but for for countries, I, and, and well, let me ask you this question: What's LastPass usage? And I'm not looking for exact numbers, but outside the United States, or maybe you know, is it is it predominantly United States usage, or does it get used around the world? Oh, we're very much worldwide. Um, I think the last time we pulled stats on it, LastPass was being used in over 70 countries. Um, so we have a pretty big global reach, and a lot of that, you know, is just great word of mouth, you know, through the security community um, and just, you know, being shared in the media, we've, we've sort of been able to reach out, um, you know, in, into those other markets. So, yeah, really wide reach. Um, and I would say, I'm going to just say roughly that it's half and half, um, half international, half U.S. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say that that's exact, um, but, you know, it might be 60-40, it might be, um, you know, something in between those two, but uh, we have a very, you know, obviously we have a very strong base in the United States, but we also have a very strong uh, international usership yeah. as well. And, and I won't hold you to those numbers, by the way, but I appreciate <laughs> guessing at that point to get us close. So what are my options? Uh, I mean, if I say I am, I, I, don't, I don't have a smartphone and I can't multi-factor that way. Is uh, is a YubiKey my only option, or do I have any? Do I have some other options uh, to be able to to you know take advantage of multi-factor? Well, YubiKey is one of our premium options, and they have actually been one of our oldest uh, you know multi-factor authentication partners. Uh, they're great. You know, I actually have used you know YubiKey um, for years. I'm a big fan. Uh, so that's a great device. But like I said, it is part of our premium service. So you um, you know you you purchase the key through Ubico. Um, they also have a great LastPass Premium Plus Ubico um, YubiKey bundle. So if you are looking to upgrade and want to take advantage of getting a YubiKey at the same time, um, definitely head to Ubico.com and you can check out their bundle options. Um, but there are other options too. Uh, for our free users, we have something called LastPass Grid, 
and um, it it's sort of an old school <laughs> think of Google Authenticator but a little more old school so you actually print out the grid of um, of characters and then every time you log in you enter four um, characters from the grid and it's sort of uh, sort of uh, with that game uh, battleship style so it's you know I6 and E2 and uh, and so you enter the four codes so it's it's a little uh, it's a little old school but that works and and some people use grid and, and they love it um, you know we we also have one-time codes so maybe you don't want to have multi-factor enabled all the time but if you know you're traveling or gonna need to log in on a untrusted computer you can print off a list of one-time codes ahead of time and then when you go to lastpass.com to log in you can select the logging in with one-time code option instead and use one of your one-time codes and, and it's exactly like what the name says once you use that code once to authenticate um, you'll never be able to use that one again so you know, there are a bunch of options, and, and you know, like you said, if you go to lastpass.com and, and sort of click through to our multi-factor options, you'll see there's there's a really um, you know great list, and and you can dig into the features of, of each one. Yeah. And we no. believe really strongly in multi-factor, so you know, I'll just reiterate, it's free. There are free options and there are premium options because we want to make sure that that everyone um, has access to it. Yeah, and even at $12 a year, you know, a dollar a month, that's pretty reasonable to be able to get access to, you know, a lot of the uh, the premium options that are there. But I, and I understand, not everybody can, can afford that. So it's great that you guys make some free multi-factor um, options. A couple uh, things I also noticed that I don't think we talked about the last time. Um, there's a section in the settings that talk about uh, mobile devices, and you actually track uh, every mobile device that comes in, it kind of uh, and accesses the account. You can kind of see if if someone, <laughs> you know, unauthorized access or or in my case, I've actually changed phones just in the last couple weeks. Um, not, I didn't change. I went from a one one phone broke, and so they just gave me a brand new, same uh -huh. version of what I had before. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, but I, as I'm looking at it right now, it's got both in there, so I could see, I can kind of see what I'm accessing with. I also use a Windows phone for testing and, and such, and so we've connected to it using Windows, you know, doing the app in Windows, which, yep. by the way, on a really small phone, having LastPass on there is really, really helpful <laughs> at times because you can grab that yeah. password, just copy and paste it in or um, as such, so that that works out well. So I noticed that their sec that section is in there, and that may have always been there, but that was just something I noticed. I don't think we talked about last time. Um, yep. And then trusted computers, the same same way, right? And again, I'm sure that's always been there, but you can kind of load that up and uh, and 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 kind of see who has access to it. Now, I haven't enabled that at all. I imagine I need to go in and set this computer as a trusted computer at that point. Is that right? Yeah. So you know, um, if you're logging in on a browser and you have multi-factor authentication enabled, it will prompt you obviously each time. So you enter your master password, um, and then it prompts you for your multi-factor. If you know you're going to be on that computer a lot, if you know you don't need to share that computer with other people, if you know it's, you know, a, to the best of your knowledge, a trusted computer, maybe you do want to set it as trusted. So you would actually just mark that option next time you're logging in and entering your multi-factor, and then LastPass will remember that status. But like you said, there's a dashboard um, to manage that. So if you ever want to go in and revoke trusted status, you can do that at any time. Uh, and, you know, you, you can set as many trusted devices as you want, or you never have to use that feature if, if you don't want. Yeah, 
Yeah, very cool. Lots of uh, lots of great options for you. We didn't dig into the settings the last time, and so I wanted to highlight a few of those. Um, you do have a brand new. Uh, you you'd mentioned in the pre-show. You want to talk a little bit about, or you guys are excited about some new development around Android. So, talk a little bit about what you're doing there with an, your Android app. Yeah. Um... I guess it was over a month ago at this point, but we had a, a really, you know, huge update for our Android app, um, really taking advantage of the new accessibility features that are coming out on the latest Android models. Uh, essentially, we are able to hook into the platform now in a way where we can communicate with other apps and we can communicate with Chrome. So what that means is that uh, we can autofill directly into app login pages, and into sign-in pages on Chrome. So what's great about this is it just, you know, it makes the sign-in process that much more seamless on Android. Our users only have to install LastPass, and then LastPass is going to be there on the apps, you know, and in Chrome Mobile when they need it. Um, so, you know, it reduces the amount of typing. It reduces the amount of copy-pasting you're doing. It's just you know, a lot more usable. Um, I personally, I'm an Android user, and I, I didn't really realize it before, but now that we have this feature, I realize how often, you know, I, w I actually was logging into things on my Android, and, and just how slick it is, really. And, and, you know, we've gotten rave reviews from our users about it. They love the improvements in, in, in usability with it. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I was, I was walking with my husband the other day, and I you know, I looked down at my phone and I had an alert from the library and it said, oh, your audiobook is due. And I, you know, I just said something out loud like, oh, um, don't let me forget, you know, our audiobook is due. And he said, well, why don't you just renew it? I said, okay, I'll renew it. And literally, I launched the link from my email app. It launched to Chrome. LastPass popped up and said, you know, do you want to log in with this account? I tapped it. It filled it. I submitted it. I went through, you know, scroll down the account page, clicked renew on my audiobook, and then I was done. And so I just looked up to my husband again. I said, okay, it's renewed. And he said, didn't you just tell me less than a minute ago that you needed, oh, yeah, it's done. Last pass. I'm done. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, um, it's those things that you don't realize it until you have it, just just how awesome it is. So anyway, we're, we're totally psyched on this Android app. And, you know, with the iOS 8 announcements, um, we might see some exciting developments there. I think you know we're still we're still trying to figure out how we're going to be able to use, um, you know, some of the new features that Apple has built into their latest platform. But you know, given what we've been able to accomplish on Android, we're hopeful that that it means that that Apple is moving in that direction too. Wow! So the app comes first to Android before it comes to uh, to the iPhone, huh? Yeah, I mean. Um, Google has just opened up their platform, you know, historically more than Apple has, and and you know, with with Google's efforts at accessibility, it just it was what came first. Um, but we we you know there are signs that Apple is going the same way, uh, and so you know we're we're hopeful. We're we're definitely keeping an eye on on it, and and you know we're we're watching what's happening with iOS eight. Um, so Very we'll cool. see. Let me. Um, so you may not be able to see this, but so that's. Um, <laughs> That's on my Android phone there, right? Well, hold on. Let me make sure it doesn't. There we go. So I've turned that LastPass. I've gone into the settings and turned the LastPass on, right? And it says yep. to allow LastPass to autofill into other Android apps, enable the LastPass accessibility service by tapping the toggle to OK and then press the, press the back button. So once I've turned that on here, uh, you're saying now apps and 
inside the Chrome browser, it will autofill my passwords. Yep, so, um, you know, let's say your banking app, which typically people don't stay signed into their banking app. So, you know, you're launching your banking app to, to check your statement. You just tap the password field, and now that you have the uh, app fill enabled in LastPass, you should see a prompt up here over your banking app, and you would just tap on the, the site entry that you want to use to log in. So it really should just reduce the login process to a few taps mm -hmm. yeah, on your apps and into your websites on Chrome Mobile. That's what I really need because I, you know, I've I haven't been. I guess I didn't have that enabled. I kind of knew it was there. I was trying to get my PC straightened up first before I got to my phone. <laughs> got that piece figured out. Um, yeah, one step at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I'm the average guy, right? I'm not always. Uh, I'm not always on top of it, and so it's one of those things. I end up. What I've been doing is I go to the LastPass app, go sign in, I go to the section in the vault. I open it up, I copy password, I go back, I paste it in. And actually, that was pretty cool. I mean, just to be able to get that kind of, it wasn't the greatest, but now it sounds like I should. And so I'll have, to, I'll have to mess around with this some more. To uh, I'm going to sign out of my Amazon account, so that's what I'm going to do right now. Okay, so when I, I, it just prompted me, right? Hey, do you want to log that in with LastPass, right? That's yep. the screen. You can see that. So I'm going to click OK uh, when I did that. And I think so. Do I have to? Do I need to refresh at this point to get that to autofill? Now maybe Amazon is weird at this point. Oh, you can't see that at this point. Oh, there we go. Okay. So then I I click on the sign in box and it says fill with LastPass, right? Now you can't see it. Yeah. I'm gonna click yep, yes. Yeah, that's the box. Yep. And then it says uh, touch go or the the you know the uh, return on your keyboard. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put go. And again, you can't see it, but it just feels a good thing because it's my passwords there. You couldn't see it anyway. <laughs> and then I'll hit sign in, and voila, I'm in. I'm in. Um, I'm in Amazon. So very cool. That's yeah. that's great. Because now that did that used to work? It seemed like when I go into LastPass the app on Android, there was a browser there, right? And this in this section yeah. here, and I could always browse in here, right? But this isn't Chrome. This is what is this? What what browser is this that I'm looking at here? It's actually built on the Chrome API. It's just built into LastPass. So you're right. We when we first launched the app, you know, it, the platform was a little more locked down, so we couldn't communicate with the other browsers. We couldn't communicate with uh, the other apps. So we built in a browser, and that lets you launch your sites within the LastPass app, and that's where we can fill them, you know, for you automatically. Um, so now, you know, obviously this gives our users a choice um, and, and, and it's, it's sort of an improved workflow. And it'll also work on the apps as well so if I'm in my Facebook app on here will, will it also pick up that password as well? Yep so if you were on the login page for your Facebook app and you just tapped in the password field you should see that same uh, LastPass sort of overlay that you were seeing on the Amazon login. That's dynamite. Uh, you just you just like changed my life, Amber. Right here, you just changed it <laughs> in one in one fell swoop. You know, because you know we laugh about this, and the guys that listen to the show, they're all tech, right? And they're like, Collison, you're an idiot. You know, how long <laughs> does it take you to get this figured out? But but I do. I mean, I kind of emulate the average person, right? I mean, it's just like not everybody sat down and figured all this. You know, has kind of figured this all out. Um, and so here I am on Facebook, and it says, you know, do you want to use this account? And I already have that set up in my vault, and I'm going to say yes. 
And when I go to the password, it's going to fill that in for me. Uh, and then I'm going to log in, and voila, you're in. Yeah, very cool. Well, awesome. <laughs> that makes yeah. my Android, that makes my Android phone even better. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm pretty excited about. It. I I think I think this is one of the coolest things you know that we've we've done uh, lately. And and like I said, we've gotten really great feedback from our users on it. So we're we're really excited. Very cool. Well, that no, that's exciting because that really brings now. That gives me even more motivation to make sure I have every site kind of documented. I I have not. So I have this big cache now of. You know, when you um, when you just add a site, you don't categorize it right away, which is what I do. I just click save and save. You know, it pops yeah. up across the top of the browser. I click save, save, because I want to capture it. You know, when I'm logging in, when I have a successful login. And so I probably now have. Uh, let me scroll through this. Oh, I don't know, 30 or so sites now that I haven't identified and I haven't categorized yet. Right? They're still in the vault. They still work. All those things. But you know, I think like all my Google accounts, I've got you know Chatwing and Charbit and Copy and Crash Plan and and Fitbit and um, Groove Shark. I mean, it's amazing how many things you sign up for. I guess that's the you know when you start keeping track of all this on the Android side. Yeah. If I sign up for a new account, will it also prompt me like it does on the PC to save it uh, once I uh, set it up? You know, I can't. I actually can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I guess because I haven't created any new sites recently on my on my Android, so I'm I'm not sure. But I you know I'd be happy to double check um, and and follow yeah. up. With that. I'll check it out. That's just super handy, right? Especially if I know I don't create a lot of new accounts on my phone. I create most of those accounts um, on the PC, and then right. I use them on, right, I use them on the phone. So it's just great to capture it and and. Um, to be able to get all those, and then I realized, wow, you know, after I spent that weekend putting all these together, I thought, well, okay, I got most of them. I, mean, I got my banking and the blogs and some cloud storage sites and email and you know some of those things and a store online stores that you've you've accessed. I mean, you just don't realize how much you have. And so I'm going to check. I'm going to do my security check. You were talking about that, and I'm going to get my score. We're going to do this live. Let's see. I won't. I won't broadcast it to the world, just in case it's really bad. Oh, wait, hold on. I need to put in my master password. But yeah, I think you know exactly what you're saying is is what um, I think is what people only start realizing after they start using a tool like GlassPass. A lot of people will say, "Oh, I I only have ten online accounts, and you know they're not really that important." And and so you know y you hear that a lot, but you know when you start using a tool and then you really start keeping track, you realize how many you have, and then I think it also starts to. Um, bring home the message of, okay, maybe I actually need to take care of my digital life. Maybe I actually need to treat it a little bit like I would treat my offline life. You know, you you don't leave your car unlocked and you don't, you know, use flimsy locks for your home, you know, your, your door to your home. So you really should be treating your digital life the same way. Yeah, no, right on. You're, you're speaking the truth. So I'm running the security check real quick, and we'll, we'll wrap it with the security check. And hang tight. <laughs> I've got a few announcements, and then I want you to do a tip for me. But um, sure. I'm, doing, I'm doing the last pass security challenge right now. And so it says, this is a little scary. It says the following email addresses are associated with sites in your last pass vault. I have 10 email addresses in there, right? I mean, it's like, oh, first of all, wow. So this is a really helpful if you want to know all the email addresses you're using. Because I... 
think sometimes we create them, we don't know we have them, they get old, right, whatever, another good reason to use this because it mm -hmm. can track that. So I'm going to click OK <laughs> unbearingly. I'm going to click OK and throw <laughs> that out. And it says, hey, great news, usernames you selected have been tested and are not have not been involved in any known security breaches. Yay, right? So I'm it you guys tested my my email accounts as well, right? To say because yeah. you have a list of known breaches, right? Right. So what we what we did right there is uh, we uh, locally we checked your email against um, databases of known breaches. So um, we actually partnered with a great um, service called Pwned List, and they're the ones that curate these um, lists of breached accounts. And so then we check and see, okay, was your was your email address floating out there somewhere? From you know the um, I'm trying to think of some of the hacks that would have been on that list um, the Adobe hack or the um, you know Adobe hack was a little while ago but that was lots and lots of lots accounts. Of e then there's been tons it seems like every other week there's someone saying up oh, your emails are out there your emails you know much <laughs> like my social security number that's already out there uh, the email addresses are out there as well so yeah. what's great about that is I've used those sites that you've talked about uh, ha I think hacked my email or something well, there's those sites like that where you can put in your email address the good news is here is you automate that for me so I get yeah. all those emails one shot checked at one time which is great and then yep. my score isn't great Amber I am gonna commit to reporting back to you my, uh, it's, my it's a 61 I had it up to like a 90 <laughs> I think at 97 before I added all those other email addresses right, or those uh, accounts. So it's down to 62%. I am in the, let's see, one, two, three. I'm in the 273,995th percentile. So not, not particularly good. But And then there's some recommendations. Uh, and this is what you were talking about. Uh, there's a section there that says, because of the Heartbleed open SSL bug, a number of sites were vulnerable to attack. You have a list of those sites that are that that I've listed there as well, and in this case, one, two, let's see, there's uh, oh, about ten of them. The first seven say I'm safe. Uh, Archive.org says wait at this point, so they must not have updated their their certificates uh, as of yet. And then uh, if this then that, and SoundCloud says go update. So I need to go and. Uh, now that I've said that publicly, I should probably go out there and update my passwords for both those. Yeah. Although I'm not too, I'm not too worried about either one of those accounts. But, but uh, to get in there, and you even have a last cert update in there as well. And you tell me the age of my password, which is really helpful, right? I see two months ago is when I changed the password. Originally, I changed all of them, and then I waited. Some things have been discovered since then. So, so super helpful. So. A total of 91 sites. I never would have thought that I had 91, and I know I have more. I know I'm still there, there's still yeah. probably a handful out there, but but 91. Yeah. yeah. So I've got some work to do. 26. Oh, I shouldn't say this. I have uh, 26 sites with the same password. So I'm gonna have to work uh, over <laughs> the next couple weeks or maybe this weekend to uh, to regenerate some of those passwords and uh, and and get those get those things changed. Amber, thanks for taking a second. A really nice walkthrough. I appreciate. I'm sure you talk about this all the time, but I'm I'm thankful that you're patient with me as we walk through uh, these issues. I know these guys love to hear uh, this kind of stuff, and of course, lots of security talk and all the things that we're doing. But thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, to come on and talk about it. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, thanks, Jim. I mean, this is this is my favorite part. Um, you know, I, I communicate online with a lot of our users. I do a lot of e-communication, but actually getting to talk about it, you know, and and interact with uh, with people who are interested, it's 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 fun. So I, I appreciate you inviting me back and and giving me a chance to you know talk about different areas of LastPass and password management and and uh, and what we're all about. Yeah, no, it's great to to see the new place as well. We get a great view of what's going on behind <laughs> you. So nice job of setting that up. A little bit of what's going on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then are you behind at LastPass? And do you have your own Twitter? If anybody had questions, how do, how do what's the best way for folks to get in contact with you if they have a question? <laughs> I actually am the currently I'm 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 managing uh, at LastPass. We also have a uh, an active support channel on Twitter. So at LastPass Help. So anyone is welcome to you know tweet at us. Um, we're on Facebook. We're pretty much all over social, um, Google Plus, LinkedIn, all those good things. But um, you know, anyone's always welcome to shoot me an email as well. I'm Amber at LastPass.com. Very cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. Amber, hang tight for just a second. We're going to do a home tech tip right here in just a minute. But I do have a little bit of housekeeping to do. If I can keep you another five minutes, that would be awesome. Is that okay? Yep. All right, very cool. All right, uh, this is going to be the lightning round of things that are going on here uh, with the podcast and with the network. Some of you noticed when you came here tonight, brand new site. So Christian and I put some time in. It had been a while, maybe a year, year and a half, two years since we put the site together and uh, completely changed it this last weekend. I've been actually working on that since last January. Got everything put together, some new branding, some new logos, uh, new layout. So if you haven't been out to the site, if you're listening live, you're there right now. So give you can give me some feedback and chat. But brand new site, go out to theaverageguy.tv. All the podcasts now are very assess accessible right on the front page. We have them laid out in a grid and you can just kind of get to them. I uh, wanted to find a better way to, to display the six or so podcasts that we put on the network uh, every single week or not quite every single week, but most weeks. And uh, and so that is a brand new layout. Love your feedback on it as well. I mentioned last week home server show meetup in Indianapolis. Amber, if you're ever going to be out, in, if you're going to be out in Indianapolis around September 20th, we'd love to have you come out and join us for the home server show meetup. It's too bad it's so far from DC to Indianapolis, <laughs> right? And that's a, it's too, it's not, uh, it's not close enough oh, to drive, but. It's a little far, yeah, yeah. That, indeed. I make the trek, but that's only because I, I help run the thing. So Omaha to Indianapolis, about 10 hours, and so it's a, it's a little jaunt to get there, but we get it done. <laughs> September 20th, register out at the Home Server Show. We'll have a link to that in the show notes, um, and, and I'll just we, a big, we talked about that last week, but we'd love to have you join us September 20th in Indianapolis. Cyber Frontiers, I mentioned that at the front of the show. It's up and running. Christian's actually lining up some big guests for the summer and lots of good security talk. And so if you want to get deep in the weeds with what's going on with cybersecurity and big uh, big data going on right now, we will do Cyber Frontiers 5 probably too late by the time you're listening to this, so it's already recorded for you and out at theaverageguy.tv, but we'll be doing that this Saturday, Saturday night, 4 p.m. Central, 5 Eastern, right here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Christian, and, and we'll have a very special guest coming out as well. Follow me on Twitter, at Jay Collison. We've been talking about that and all the information's out there. And uh, we'd love to have you get you subscribed. About a tenth of you that listen to Home Gadget Geeks have already subscribed to uh, Cyber Frontiers. We'd love to have you get uh, subscribed for that. If that's something you want to listen to, get out there. Everything's at theaverageguide.tv. We also have an Amber's. This is what she's staying around for. We have a new segment, what we're going to call Home Tech Tips. And I'm going to ask her to give us a couple tips. We're going to record them and put them on its own RSS feed. And uh, they'll just be seven-minute tips. So if you don't want to listen to the whole show, it'll kind of be a condensed seven-minute version, maybe, maybe not. 
we'll see where we go uh, with this. But uh, home tech tips, it's, there's already one out there. I, I uh, already put the feed out with one of them that is out there as well. Not a lot there, but we'll grow those with each one of the shows. Amber, every guest will get asked to bring a tip to the show. So you're the you're the first. You get to be the first one to do it oh, in this way. So congratulations. So much pressure. You're, you're going to set the bar super high. Everybody will be like, well, I'm no Amber. So it's, <laughs> it's coming up. And then one more reminder that uh, you can join me Saturday mornings at 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern out at askthepodcastcoach.com. And we've been have slash live, and we've been having a just a blast. Dave Jackson and I talking about we do podcast about podcasting, and uh, Dave and I have just had a blast doing that. And uh, love to have you come out if you're interested. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're interested in starting a podcast or or thinking about starting a podcast or you do a podcast, uh, we have a live call in show where you can call in and ask your questions for Dave and I, and we just go through those. And I uh, love to have you come out again. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, Saturday mornings, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. And i uh, love to have you come out and do that as well. Again, we'll thank Amber for coming out and being a part of the program tonight. We will do this again next Thursday, and we're lining up some things. We've got actually some fun podcasts coming up where it won't be so, it just won't be so techy. It's kind of be a little fun. I'll leave that as a surprise as to what's coming up. But we got lots of good stuff coming through the summer. It will be the 4th of July here in the United States next Friday. We'll still podcast on that Thursday night. So, And I'll be on vacation uh, two weeks after that. So hang tight. Watch me on Twitter for everything that's going up. We want to say thanks for coming out tonight. We'll do it all again next Thursday and uh, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Appreciate it.